The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. I know this doesn't make any sense because it doesn't make any sense to me, but eight years from now, I, I need to call you and... I can't call you if I don't have your number. What? Look, Penny, just, just give me your number. I, I know I know I've ruined things. I know you think things are over between us, but, but they're not. If there's any part of you that still believes in us, just, just give me your number. You say you wouldn't call me tonight or tomorrow. I won't call for eight years. December the 24th, 2004. Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas and welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, the podcast where we try to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. I'm Chris and with me as always are my co-hosts Brian, Woo! and John. <laughs> oh no, mine's already open. <laughs> as as is mine. <laughs> mine's key lime and hibiscus flavored because I'm a delicate little lady. Drinking rainier, baby. From the waters of the North Pacific. Tree Sheeps from Sheboygan. <laughs> oh, Tree Sheeps. Yep. Uh, tour Tree Sheeps there, you know. <laughs> in Sheboygan. Today, we are opening up some beverages and wrapping up the third season of our podcast with my personal favorite pick. But perhaps, just as importantly, we are doing our first ever episode on Christmas Eve. How are you guys doing with Christmas literally on the horizon? Are you keeping an eye out for Santa? I'm doing my best Ric Flair impression all day long, and that is... Woo! Most people do Christmas Day robes. Brian does Christmas Eve robes. And yeah, woo! Right. <laughs> are you guys excited not to have to record and produce a podcast on Christmas Day this year? Yes. Yes, because that is what we've always done. Yeah, as a team. The three as of a- us. It's always been a pain. Our families have always given a shit about it, but you know we do it for you guys, the listeners. Yes, yes. Set that we time have. aside. <laughs> because we love you, the listeners, who give us zero dinero. Speaking of which, join our OnlyFans. You can see pictures of all of our armpits, and guess who's who's. <laughs> you might be surprised. You might be surprised. We're all very Irish and therefore hairless. Who's got red hair there? <laughs> None of them are ginger. Trick question. Have a, I'm a ginger beard. I'm oh, a little red beard boy. That's right. You are a red beard boy. Yeah. Maybe maybe it does affect your armpits. Which uh, I don't. I you know I'm gonna be real. Haven't done that examination, but it does make me concerned about you know siring a child that they'll be a redhead and they'll have yeah. to chuck them off a cliff like in Sparta. <laughs> What are you going to do when you check them off the cliff? Well, it sounds something like, woo! <laughs> woo! Woo! And then they'll come back and sell me out to the Persians. That's, that, that is... Somehow there'll be yeah, a Jesus okay. allegory I in there. I was wondering if you're going to go 300 or Oedipus. And 300 is the better between the two. It's the less... Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> never going Oedipus or Ophelia. Smart. Why... <laughs> Why the Lumineers wrote a song about it, Ophelia? I don't know. (laughs) 
I'm I'm sure I've said it on the podcast, but my favorite part of psychology is that Freud had these things like the Oedipus complex and all that stuff. And then the, one of his students, his like female student, just did all the Freud stuff, but backwards. So instead of being like, men want to fuck their mothers, she's like, no, girls want to fuck their fathers. And I just think it's, I think it's feminism, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Penis envy? No. Womb envy. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, listen. Actually, I'm not going to go there. Never mind. Sounds like it's for the best. It, it yeah. absolutely is for the best. Yes. No. 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 Yeah. This you want to. You want to back things. that. This is definitely one of those things where I think initially, hey, uh, that's really clever, and then uh, I think about it a little bit more, and I go, no, no, that's no. That's no. how we know he's a dad now. <laughs> he's imparting that he's, wisdom. He's learned to stop. He's learned. It's, you know, what I like about this podcast is we're all just at such different points in life. I have not learned to stop, uh, and I just have a girlfriend. Chris is Chris is more mature. He's engaged. Woo. Brian's having a baby, and he is, uh, you know, that the strongest of all of us, was really. had. Oh, Brian is, Brian had a baby. Turkey exists. Turkey is out there. Turkey Fully 2042. <laughs> Turkey 2042 is right. Turkey, Turkey was done. Had to come out of the oven. Had to come out of the oven. <laughs> Had to come out of the oven. And, you know, right now, for time capsule purposes, I just want to say, Turkey, whenever you listen to this, your father loves you. Your mother, I assume, also loves you. And I hope you're having a great day. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Turkey, <laughs> Turkey, if you want to, Turkey, if you're listening to this, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I'm your dad's worst friend. But I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> not true at all, Uncle John. Uncle Chris, no, do you hey. have anything to say to Turkey? Oh, uh, tell your mom that. Uh, oh, how was I going to phrase this? Hold on, let me think. It's not that funny. Uh, I'll just say uh, gobble gobble. We're all holding back uh, jokes gobble. tonight, you know, Turkey, and that's the lesson that you're going to learn on this podcast. Okay. Uh, Chris, why don't we fade out from here and uh, wrap things up? You got okay. to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to get on that helicopter. <laughs> yep, exactly. You know, we just got to just just like we're winging this podcast. So was lost sometimes winging what it was doing. And that's what we're talking about today to close out season three. I have selected The Constant, which is the fifth episode of the fourth season of Lost. It originally aired on February 28th, 2008, mm, and is Christmas available time. to... St- yep, mm. yep, gotta love gotta love those sweet, sweet... Someday I'm gonna analyze all our episodes and figure out which one aired the furthest away from Christmas. This yeah. one might... It's tough, though, because you have some really early November episodes sometimes... But then you also have the really late right. uh, we random had like episodes. An, we've had a couple of August and Julys. We have, and those, yeah. You, you know what yeah. I? You know what I love to keep us on track. I love that th- that Christmas feeling, a half a week after Thanksgiving, you know, or <laughs> a half a week after Valentine's Day, because that's when I. Need. <laughs> that's <laughs> got to remember that it's only ten months away. Yeah, in that yeah. in that real sweet spot right between Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's, you just want to get a little, a little touch bit, of Christmas a again. Touch of Christmas again. 
you yeah. know like death it's an ever it's an ever-present reminder it's around the corner uh, <laughs> financially keep... you should be ready <laughs> just to keep derailing when what do you think is the least christmas time of the year <laughs> oh wow i mean honestly great question honestly it's it's kind of where we've done the long way to christmas episode i feel like august is because like july is like oh christmas in july and you're like no not really but you're like whatever and then august it's like oh dear but it's not fall yet so that that would be that would be my vote right. i was gonna go april no like april mm. 10th tax day Ap- the opposite April's, of christmas Ap- April's good, but you still got some Jesus in there, so you're still gonna have, you know. <laughs> let me. You got that me, Easter geez, Jesus, that's... boys, boys, boys. Let me tell you what the least Christmassy day is. That's St. Patrick's Day. It's the opposite <laughs> of Christmas, where you go. I am going to get drunk, and I'm gonna fight everybody I know and love. I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. As a bouncer, St. Patrick's Day is a delightful day. Because everyone is drunk by 4 p.m. Not saying it's not a delightful day. Oh, it's, it's no, a it's great like day, in terms of, but it's in not, terms of it's like rowdiness, Christmassy day. In terms of rowdiness, not even close. They're so polite because they're just ready for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. Like I've the I would say like those like hell days of like Thanksgiving, like the day before thanksgiving and the day before christmas eve where everyone's like back in their hometown and going to a bar those are the worst days i've I've been (laughs) i've been that level drunk before i know exactly what you're talking about and i empathize with you brother Woo! i got a i got ejected from a truck uh trying to shoot a deer with a pistol what yeah (laughs) what (laughs) on the weekend before christmas or maybe before thanksgiving but i uh, met met some high school friends that's I'm a from surprising the... turn of events for this derailment this, of the podcast for, I'm from for the being country. friends as long as we've been friends and for doing this podcast as long as we've been doing this podcast for this story to be coming out now uh i'm so, surprised so uh if, i'm trying to remember if it was thanksgiving or christmas hell day but we were we were it was like deer season and it was before i had seen the light to not not uh not kill god's creatures and we were like we're gonna go poach a deer and we we went to go poach a deer and sometimes you do that from the road but we couldn't like all we could all we could wrangle was a pistol so i sat on the window seal of the truck and was like holding on to the like suicide handle or the like the little murder like the oh shit handle Uh and was like sitting and trying to shoot the deer as we were trying to run it run at it with the truck and the deer evaded made a sharp corner and my friend tried to follow but on that follow it like ejected me out of the window and i tucked and rolled and was was shockingly fine but i did lose my pair of glasses because i was too drunk to remember i was wearing glasses not contacts and real quick people if you're listening right now that's because don't do that we snipped we snipped that story from the podcast and you can find it on our OnlyFans. That's right. If you want to hear John's story of how he almost died on Thanksgiving Eve, you can pay yeah. for it on our OnlyFans. I would say those days are the least Christmassy because those are just debauchery. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sure. I I feel like 
you know, your level of debauchery and my level of debauchery are different, <laughs> and the activities we get involved in when we're debauching are different, but I can certainly see where you're coming from on I've that. been, I'm so much more calm than when I was, like, 21, but... <laughs> just wow are we talking about the least christmasy things because of the episode we're talking about today yeah because it has very limited amounts of christmas so. no brian i was telling that story because i almost ended up in purgatory yeah okay <laughs> are you not are you are you not baptized john <laughs> i was baptized are the people on lost not baptized i thought like they were in like moral purgatory or jewish hell <laughs> I'm not really sure which one, but one of them. It's it's technically neither, but that's more than we're going to get into it's in this episode. It's non-denominational gray existence. There's, there's literally a shot in a church next to a stained glass window that shows all the symbols of different religions to just let you know, this is where everyone ends up. I would have been really, I'd be very pleased if somebody that happens upon listening to this or suggests to somebody, I would like you to take... The ending of Lost, when Jack dies, and then somehow splice that in with the very beginning of The Good Place. <laughs> but Brian, they weren't in The Good Place at all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it all it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Uh, well, just to pick up where we left off, you can stream this episode on Hulu, but if you haven't had a chance to watch it for yourself, here's a little of what happened. Desmond and Saeed are in a helicopter heading for the island to a boat offshore when they go through a storm. This unsticks Desmond's conscience in time, making him believe he is in Scotland in 1996 and causing him not to recognize anyone or understand his current situation. When they land, his mind travels back and forth through time, slowly piecing together what happens, and with help from Faraday in both time periods, learns he needs to find a constant that will reassert him on the timeline. He works to reconnect with Penny, his lost love, and goes on a hunt for her phone number. In the present, he, Saeed, and Fisher Stevens, who is suffering from the same ailment as Desmond, try and repair the boat's broken comm system so Desmond can call Penny. In the past, he finally finds her, and although she wants nothing to do with him, his impassioned plea gets her to relent, and she gives him her phone number. In the present, he makes the call, and she answers. The two declare their love for one another, and Desmond is healed with the hope of seeing his beloved again. Woo! Woo! Good for you, Desmond. He makes that call on Christmas Eve, which, you know, if you're wondering, I mean, to, to just talk about the elephant in the room, if you're like, hey, why are you guys talking about Lost on your Christmas Eve episode? It's because this episode happens on Christmas Eve. It's a long time. Long time coming, us chatting about Lost, Chris. If you're wondering why Brian and Chris want to talk about Lost on a podcast, it's because they're fucking dorks. Can confirm. <laughs> It's because Lost was good, and this episode is great because it is one of several where it subverts audience expectations by playing with its story structure, where we are very used to the Lost flashbacks being a very important part. Well, now you get flashbacks, except it's happening. Happening, Chris, I just you remember when the finale of Lost came on? Do you remember what you texted me immediately after that finale aired? I remember being upset. 
Okay. I will. I don't think I'll ever forget what you texted me, and that was an all caps bullshit exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> why is he? Why were you mad at? Why were you more mad about Lost than Game of Thrones, Chris? I was not happy with Game of Thrones, uh, as I was not happy with Lost at the time. I think my feelings on that have cooled, especially since it drove a man to leave social media platforms because people wouldn't <laughs> stop harassing him about it which person is that again uh, uh lindelof damon oh, lindelof yeah, that's right uh <laughs> i think it's just hard to close out a iconic show and though i was not a lost a lost head uh i was not a member of the lost it's like certainly a show that was important for its time but like people shit on the sopranos ending and that actually in hindsight is tremendous people shit on a lot of endings of shows i don't know if y'all want to take the time to go through it but the ones i recall people shitting on offhand are uh lost game of thrones dexter and uh that's all that comes to mind right imagine thinking dexter was good (laughs) i will stand my first season of dexter Sure, that's fine. Dexter is an anomaly because, not an anomaly, but I mean, it's kind of a poor example because people had been shitting on the last couple of seasons of that show. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it is is very hard to end a show. And I'll always remember like a week after Lost ended, College Humor came out with a video where it was like 100 unanswered questions from Lost. And I'm like, huh. Maybe this show isn't like maybe maybe this show didn't have as much of a plan as uh, I would have liked to believe that it did. To my understanding, there was a plan, and then ABC was like, "No more." <laughs> that, that cow ain't dry yet. Yeah, I I mean I I know I mean that is why I mean there was I think it was after the third season, which is the. I don't want to say the first time, but one of the most notable examples of them screwing with audience expectations is their first fast or flash forward where you are kind of trained to believe based on how the show has gone so far that all these other stories that are happening off the island are flashbacks. And then you find out at the very end that, oh, no, this is actually happening after they got off the island, which was great. It's amazing. It's a fantastic episode of television still when you like get that reveal at the end god i wish i had a fake beard in this office to put on just to yell at you boys we have to go back we have to go back (laughs) you know i have no connection to lost and i frankly have limited desire to watch it because i just think we have figured out television better since (laughs) but what is a better television show john i'm not i'm not trying to challenge you i'm just the wire breaking bad if we want to even go older than the than lost i think oz is probably better it's hard to say because i haven't watched much loss after the i've watched none after the first season i'm gonna go ahead and say a better show than lost um is the leftovers which is on hbo also also, i think justified (laughs) is probably i probably would have more fun watching justified uh, Handmaid's Tale. There's like, I, there's just a lot of better television. But Lost was a Handmaid's Tale. No, I would not. But it's a better <laughs> piece of media. <laughs> but like Mad Men is a better piece of media. And like, 
but like it's all lost was important for its time and i think maybe it gets shit on a little bit because it's like a network show if you're asking me hard to what do its i'd job. rather watch what's more entertaining lost or Mad Men? you know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say lost you're wild sir thank you Woo. Mad Men is depressing but lost is very depressing Woo. i mean it's tough though because it, i mean to your point john like this is before this is heavily serialized television which mm-hmm. a lot of networks did not do at the time there were very loose threads that kept the continuity of a show running but these season-long series-long mysteries were not a thing and they were still making them produce 20 22 episodes of this show so that's a lot of story which is why the cast is so large because then they could you know pick and choose different stories to tell to help buff out those episode orders but I mean, I think you don't get certain shows. Like, I think this was an example for a lot of shows moving forward to be like, oh, we don't need to do 20 episode seasons. We don't need to do 24 episode seasons. We can do 16, 13, 10. Like, we can learn from British television a little bit, make our stories tighter, have a better plan, still stretch stuff out. You know, Mad Men is a good example of like, you know, those are 13 episode seasons. They broke up the last season uh, into into two parts. Like, well, but, that's like what everyone does. Post Sopranos is two right. part season, final seasons. Right. So I, all I'm saying is like, you're not wrong in that there are better shows that have told tighter stories than this. But this show is also like pioneering a lot of the television that a lot of the shows that you mentioned as being better um, to like get to this point of like heavily serialized storytelling. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like shit on Lost and say like that it's like bad or dumb. Uh, I just have no desire to invest as much time as Lost would require. Yeah. And I didn't watch it like concurrently. I did think that as far as like a, being a standalone thing this episode accomplished what it set out to do as far as it being a christmas episode no it isn't but oh i am um, gonna fight you very hard on that and i'm gonna give you several good examples of why oh, i knew you were i was i knew you were gonna do this shit but like i don't know do it's I just get to be the impartial judge here <laughs> it just it it has a christmas tree in it and it has coincidence of taking place on new year's eve or but this is it sh- christmas eve or christmas it's christmas it's eve lost, john okay here, here, okay internet pundit here here's what i love about lost is that it did its job so well of like what chris was talking about like kind of setting up this serialized uh, story arcs and mysteries on an episode uh season and then series basis and i love it because there are so many shows now that are clearly trying to set that hook today on network television that just feel like they fall so short. Like I feel like every Has year there... I see some kind of promo or some advertisement for a show like Manifest, like um, the one... La Brea. With... Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're trying to set that goddamn hook. It's like they watched Heroes and Lost and think, we could do that. And I feel like they, they learned can't. 
they learned like the exact wrong lesson from Lost. Because mm-hmm. like uh, I remember just what a lot of people. I remember like the polar bear and like the weird shit in Lost as being like what people would try to tell you to get into watching it. If, but like I think like that's like not what makes the show good. It has like I, it has a certain quality of actor and like you know I think like a fun idea for yeah. uh, for like a show. Uh, and it's not, there's fucking dinosaurs coming out of the ground, ain't that wild. Right. Like, yeah. I love La Brea, because they, La Brea and Manifest took two things from Lost and separated them, hoping that it would be as good. And that is Mysterious Flights and Tropical Islands. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I, so, you Lost Heads, uh, walk me through this episode a little bit more. Uh, so what so, the fuck is this boat? I thought they were all dead. Okay, so oh, let me God, let me start okay. by saying this is a great episode because it focuses on Desmond. Desmond is like the sixth Power Ranger. You have your core cast. Desmond comes in later. He has his own storylines. He works and adds to the cast, but he like kind of is always going to be a little bit separate from the core group. Yep, that's a really great way of putting it, Chris. Thank you. Henry Henry Ian Cusick is like I don't know he's just I really like him as an actor and I think yeah, like he gives, he, a, gives a great oh, performance fucking goes for it just, just owns this role and he's always like throughout the course of the series since his introduction he's like this special character like he has weird connections to the past um like even before he gets on the island he has weird stuff he's doing on the island. He's the guy in the hatch. Spoiler alert. Once they finally open it, he like goes away. He comes back. Uh, he gets weird superpowers. And like the third season is all like him having premonitions about like characters dying and stuff. Mm. Uh, and like then this happens and uh, like he gets some other weird he has some weird powers in the final season too, but I I want to I want to throw something out there real quick. Okay, you might think like Henry and Cusick. What could he possibly be? Scottish, clearly. But you know what? When you search his name, it's Peruvian Scottish actor. Oh, tremendous! That is that is so he's got that. So he's got that nice tan. That's up there with the guy from the German show as a German Canadian actor. Well, yeah. things you just didn't quite expect. German. <laughs> uh, but to answer, so to answer your question, John, this is they are going to this boat. This boat is, it, it's it's the big part of of season four in in its entirety. Where season three ended, and you're like, oh, they got off the island. So you kind of expect it to pick up, like, oh, they're off the island. No. They're still on the island. There's a boat. They think the boat's coming there to rescue them. Guess what? It's not. We don't know that yet. But we're starting to get hints of, like, with with back on the beach, the Faraday guy, the guy in the tie, and the girl are, like, they know more than they're letting on, and they're slowly doling out little pieces of information. But there's more mysterious shit happening on the boat. How important is time travel to Lost? So important. Relative, so they're basically, relatively, they're basically, yeah. So, I mean, I I have not mo- watched much Lost, but are they just kind of like all Schrodinger's cats? Okay, I think 
spoilers to anybody listening. I'm gonna nope. say no. No, nope. I don't. I don't okay. think that's the right equivalency. They're, okay. They're all to spoil loss, John. If you, like, do you care? No, God, no. Okay, just making sure to spoil loss. Nobody's dead in. Nobody's dead. Everybody is not dead until the final season. And even then, it's. I I think <laughs> I think what happened with this show. Uh, is they people figured out it was purgatory right away so then they had to write themselves out of being like oh no it's not purgatory uh, uh, so the uh, uh, as opposed to just ending the show gracefully <laughs> right like and so okay. the That's the final polar season bears are in purgatory <laughs> yeah the I mean, final polar bears season... honestly kind of in purgatory given the state of global climate change <laughs> in a more in a more literal sense yes um, Let's not let this podcast get too political, John. <laughs> oh, you can give me you can give me one star and then email me personally if you don't believe in climate change. <laughs> <laughs> we can meet up. But yeah, I mean the boat is it it, be, it splits up. I believe the fourth season takes place in three main locations, which is the beach, the Dharma village, and then the boat. A lot more to Lost than I thought. Going to be real with you. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of world building that happens yeah. in this show. And, I mean, to your point, it, it, does it have its flaws? Absolutely. But has anyone ever imitated it as successfully? No. No. No, no I was going to tell, like, I can't even think of a network TV, like, weighty drama. Maybe, like, Heroes, but... Yeah, but he, I mean, that yeah. isn't like completely goofy. That takes itself like seriously, right? Right. Like, yeah, I, I mean, think right. there's so many like one season. What like I could so like manifest and Labre are two recent examples. There yeah. was Terra Nova. But they, flash but they know forward. They suck. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like, that Terra Nova counts. Oh, Terra Nova counts. Terra Nova. Terra Nova counts for sure. I think flash, flash forward. Uh, NBC had Surface, and there was one called I think like the Incident or something. It was another plain one. I remember the name the Incident, and I think that was a Fox one. Mm, th- right? Well, there was that other Fox one that was like the M Night Shaman thing that was on in the summer a few years ago. It was like something. I keep wanting to say Sleepy Hollow. It had the. Um, Oh, it Sleepy had... Hollow was a show. Sleepy Hollow, Sleepy was, Hollow a show. was a show, oh. but that's not the example I'm thinking of. The, don't the, don't forget the event. The yeah, the event. I mean, just all these like one word things that we're trying to mimic. Capture Lost in a Bottle under the dome, maybe even we yeah, could throw in the there dome, from 100%. from a CBS perspective. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's a show. So like part of the reason I picked it is I I like Lost. I like that they did a Christmas episode when they they didn't have to. And and to your point, John, I mean, it is not very Christmassy on its surface, but I think... Or it, some would argue not Christmassy at all. Some might, but... I think it you takes, can, if you're going to make a tangential argument how the theme is about being with someone you love on Christmas, that's a lame cop-out and you know it. <laughs> I So that is part of my argument, but the other part of the argument is that time travel is an intricate... Uh, Christmas oh. trope. Oh my Ooh, God, that's somehow out. worse. Oh, fuck you! Like, fuck you! Oh, oh God! <laughs> Absolutely, Christmas Carol. That's the court tennis. So, uh, oh, yes, uh, uh, yes, Santa. 
was time traveling. Time uh, travel is as attached to Christmas as being with your loved being with people you love. And this and nails both those. It happens on Christmas Eve. This is the about time. There's a, nothing there's says a, Christmas like there's a brain great aneurysms. Two walls of a room that we get to see decked out in Christmas. <laughs> You're fighting real hard for this one, Chief. Oh boy. So can I can I ask a question? And I this is very possible because I've I've been just consuming certain media and this is how that writer writes it. But um is the mouse supposed to be Fisher Stevens. Yes, kinda. No. Because they both die of brain aneurysms concurrently. Oh, like is the mouse physically Fisher Stevens? Yeah, but like no. alternate dimension Fisher Fisher Stevens, or maybe even I, symbolically. Maybe anything's possible, but no, yeah, anything's possible sure. in Lost. But I think I'm that's probably sure that cigar is just a cigar butt. I think okay. that's reading one level too deep into... I don't know, man. I've been watching fucking a lot of David Chase shit, and that's how that fucker writes, so I thought maybe... I mean, I, I, think that's, that I think that's a fair thing to throw out. Let me, let me ask you this, John. As, as being someone who is not as familiar with Lost... A Philistine who is not familiar with the art that is Lost. And does not necessarily feel the christmasness that is being exuded in this episode (laughs) no no i don't did the ending get you uh not really no no okay no i mean i was like it was like nice (laughs) i guess (laughs) i guess i'm glad that that worked for him uh i didn't feel the emotion because it's not like it accomplished anything i think if like so like i don't know these characters i don't care about them I cared that the first 10 minutes of the episode almost gave me a panic attack. Um, And, like, but, like, if this were to be a 90-minute movie and I wasn't introduced to these characters, do I think it could succeed? Yes. I do think it could. I just, like, but him just, like, getting the phone call and it accomplishing, I guess, like, it stopped his brain aneurysm, I guess. Cool. But, like, it's not like it changed the status quo. Because they changed the status quo to him having brain aneurysms. Like, ha- being at risk for a brain aneurysm was the change in it, and then they just resolved it in one episode. It I would was... be different if it's like, oh, and then she fucking appeared on the boat with them or something. Like, it mm, didn't okay. It didn't move anything for me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the one thing. The, the ending really works for me, and I really like the ending. And I think part of that is because, like, Henry and Ian- Cusick goes through this, like, it starts out as being anger and confusion and it slowly moves into desperation. And then at the very end, you get relief and he and the actress that plays Penny, I thought like, even for the fact that they don't often interact with each other that much in the show, like they have really good chemistry. And I think they both really give themselves a lot to the characters that they're in. But as I was watching this, I'm like, oh, man, like, I know all this backstory. If someone doesn't know the backstory, how well does this land at the end? Yeah, it didn't do much for me. I guess I'm happy the good actor didn't die. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. 
but it wasn't a mid-season or season finale. So really, would a main character die? I don't think I so. I don't know, man. <laughs> Not in February, John. I don't know, man. I've been watching a lot of sh- I've been watching a lot of shows for people. Like a lot of like since we've moved on, people just like as we move forward, people die randomly in shows. It's great. So I mean, one of my favorite things. Nobody's. I guess maybe you couldn't get. I maybe maybe that would be hard to clear with ABC. Well, you know, I'm going to come to Chris's defense here in a second, and that's just that you know because there was no previously on at the start of this episode, which is typically really helpful for me in shows that I've watched before, like Lost, but haven't watched in some time. I had no idea where we were in this series. I thought we were much further along than we actually ended up being. I didn't realize this was the first time we were going to the boat. And it also dawned on me, oh, Charlie just died, probably. Shit. Right? And then there was a lot of, okay, who is Faraday's character? Who is the woman with them? Who was on the boat again? Is this the one where Widmore shocks desmond a bunch of times no that's something else completely so you know being generally lost <laughs> so <laughs> speak, um i forgot like the intensity of the love that desmond and penny have for one another so i was kind of just watching this as Which like is... oh there's this loser who joined the army when he didn't realize there's anything else in his life and he's trying to now realize that uh, i this girl, maybe i'm missing yeah. Now, now he realizes, oh, this girl is actually really important, and he kind of wants to get back with her. So when you when you see that part of the show, specifically when he's in the army, when he realizes he does want to be with Penelope, right, and then he like goes in search of her, you got to think of that as like a rom com. And if you take I, out the sci fi elements of it, <laughs> it does okay. I okay, so I'm compelled. I want to see those I, two kids get back together. So I felt wholly like their Desmond's lo- Penny's affection for Desmond felt unearned to me because my the way it was presented to me in this episode, if and viewing it just as a standalone, he appears to have broken this girl's heart and then made no like large change to get her back, other than showing up at her apartment and being weird. Which, saying i'm gonna call you in eight years calling i'm gonna call, gonna call you, you in eight years penny. and then uh, she i'm gonna call you in eight years penny you have and, to like, keep that number if it wasn't dependent <laughs> to you like it's oh. which is like and it's also not like it's like he lives in england it's not really that hard for him to traverse between like london and scotland like they have public transit that makes sense so like him like doing that isn't like a super grand gesture it's more just like a weird gesture that i feel like she would have been like fuck that guy and like then he calls her in eight years i've been looking for you for three years desmond and it's like no like i feel like she would have like remarried year one or like year two or like met someone she's in a whole ass new city and like as far as she's concerned this guy has schizophrenia so like hey to me, that's a compelling reason to simply keep my phone number. And when you, when you think about it, I've had my same cell phone number since about 2006. So really, it's not that hard to keep a number over eight years when you think about it. But she didn't want to be contacted by him, Brian, because yeah. he br- broke her heart by not marrying her. Yeah, but if somebody tells me that they're going to contact me in eight years, I'm kind of curious. Well, I mean, it, yeah, it obviously, it obviously, it obviously changes for her. She maintains it because 
that is a compelling enough reason to keep your phone number. But I just felt like I just felt like it was like a little bit of an unearned moment. I don't like I I think it was like very well acted thing, but maybe my lack of attachment to it hurt it. Like I mean, I was compelled the whole thing, and afterwards I was like, maybe I, for the first time in my life, was like, maybe I should watch Lost for the first time when, since watching Funny People. When people hear this episode, <laughs> I want them to know that we are conflicted about Lost as a series as a whole, right? But what I don't want them to feel is that we didn't like Michael Ian Cusick because. God damn it, is he my favorite actor in this whole show. Which one is he? Desmond. Okay. Yeah, he rules. Uh, he's awesome. good. Faraday is very good, too. Yeah, but I also, yeah. I don't know. I, I remember liking Faraday a lot when this aired, and then I remember seeing his season of Justified and liking that more. <laughs> that's and right. that's what I wanted from this whole, this whole, this whole performance, right? He was walking around, and I go, where's his limp? Oh wait, no, he doesn't have that. Just, <laughs> this is a different show. I also, I do, as we've been saying his name a lot. Uh, I do hate that his name is Faraday. That's well, too see on, this. See, that's John, what you gotta understand about what, what you gotta understand about Lost is it's it's a pretty smart show. Oh, is it? Because you know, Faraday's a pretty on the goddamn nose. They're reference. dropping all. Wait, these, you didn't think you know, Hume was a, <laughs> a reference? Either. I mean, there's a character named John Locke. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> don't forget Shepard. <laughs> it's not subtle. Uh, oh. I think the you least know, subtle of them all, too. Hurley. You know, I think these we are who very. I forgot J.J. Abrams' involvement in this show, and these are things that I typically hate about J.J. Abrams. So. At least there was minimal lens flare. That really didn't. That's start true. Start I I could actually I could actually see the characters, which was nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we can. Uh, I I think we we talked around this pretty good, boys. So I think let us go to our final final judgments of season three. How do we feel about calling this episode a Christmas classic? A pair of socks or a lump of coal? It's a lump of coal, man. It's compelling, but it's not Christmas television. <laughs> it's it's cool. Like it's fine for not knowing anything about Lost or these characters. I enjoyed it enough, but like it has stressful sound misting mixing during a stressful time of the year. With the with the intention to make you feel the same stress the characters are feeling. And then it has a single Christmas tree. Like, imagine putting this on for your grandma and being like, we're going to watch a Christmas TV show, grandma. I mean, if we're going to pull the grandma like, argument out. I have to I mean, thinking a grandma who's just on the verge of dementia and this episode puts her over. Jesus, Brian. <laughs> I th- fine, you don't even have to go grandma. Imagine putting this on and telling your girlfriend you're going to watch a nice, your girlfriend, fiance, or wife or boyfriend, fiance, husband, and we're like, we're gonna watch a nice Christmas show, and you put on this episode of Lost. Well, I'm not gonna be deliberately <laughs> misleading about it. Well, I'm just saying we are <laughs> a Christmas. We are a Christmas television program. <laughs> yep. I I think this is an episode of Lost, much like a character in the show who hasn't found their constant frantically trying to piece together where the reality of christmas is only to die with a brain i actually it didn't die 
The mouse didn't have the mouse. The mouse slash Fisher Stevens didn't have a constant. You know what? Lumpacol. I'm just gonna say it. There's no. Yeah. There's no wow. need to muddle Join this me. metaphor. Wow. Join me. Lumpacol. Lump- well, screw you both. Christmas classic, hands down. <laughs> don't care. Love this episode. I think it is Christmassy. I think. Yeah. Do you want to show it to Grandma? Probably not. But you know what? If you are, you know, the type of person who doesn't like getting over, hit over the head with your Christmas, but you're like, hey, I like the themes of Christmas overall. Ah, uh, uh, yes, the theme of Christmas. Yeah. Do you want time one drop travel. of rain? On time your travel forehead? and being with your loved ones. John, you probably also don't think Die Hard's a Christmas movie, and you're wrong about that, too. So uh, I think it's a cop-out to put it as a Christmas movie, but I'd rather watch it than most Christmas movies, yeah. so who cares? This is a great episode of Christmas television. If you're a fan of your mom asking you consistent questions <laughs> about what's going on. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's going to happen anyway, so it might as well this? be something what's you happening? enjoy watching. Oh, is this the person going to figure out this thing at the end? Yeah, mom. There's it all comes of, together. I just, I do, I do require either black comedy about Christmas or feel goods about Christmas, and I do not require time travel paradoxes and brain aneurysms from time travel about Christmas. <laughs> well, that's why we all give our ratings because we all got different opinions. But you know what? Even if that isn't how I was hoping this one would end, and if you go back, I did say from the beginning, season two lineup, or season three lineup, this was a gamble. It was a gamble that ultimately did not pay off, but you know what? I'm okay with that. I said my piece. But we have another season in the books, Uh, and so I'd like to say if you listen to all our episodes this year or just this one, uh, we'd like to thank you for tuning in like to thank my co-hosts for the time they took to do this silly little podcast with me, especially with everything else we have going on in our lives. Uh, if you've enjoyed listening to us, consider leaving us a review or just send us an email and let us know you like listening at yuletidetv at gmail.com. means a lot to hear from people out there who like what we're putting out. We don't really know if we're going to be back next year yet, but if we are, you can find out first on our social channels, at Yuletide TV on Instagram and Twitter, or stay subscribed. Uh, that first bonus episode will probably come out on January 25th, if it comes out. Uh, and I'd just like to say, we wish all of you and your families a safe and happy holiday. And so for Yuletide TV, I've been Chris. I've been Brian. I don't have another beer to crack. Uh, I Yeah, well, that's good. It is good, yeah. (laughs) And I'm John. Merry Christmas, thanks for listening, and we're glad you're still alive. Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com. Let's talk about Lost Baby. Let's talk about us three seeing the fourth season of Lost for this show constantly. Let's talk about Lost.